Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm excited again to be talking today with Todd Krieger on the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast. This is like the fifth time we've gotten together to talk about um, meditation and relationships. So I'm really excited to continue our conversation today. Um, But before we dive into what we're going to talk about, let me just share with you a little bit about Todd. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed clinical social worker with what? 35 plus years of experience helping (laughs) couples heal and individuals actually to um, heal themselves from crises such as trauma, infidelity, and a whole other host of things. And he also helps um, couples rekindle the passion and aliveness in their relationships. Todd, you're a firm believer in healing modalities and combining them into your practice to get optimal results for the couples and individuals that you work with. That's why we're talking about meditation today. Um, You also incorporate things such as EMDR and emotional focus therapy to help promote healing and uh, well-being for your clients. Uh, you, Todd, have been practicing meditation, what, for over 40 years now, right? Yeah, yeah. And you personally experience the transformation it's made, not just in your own self, but in your relationship with your lovely wife, Sherry, right? <laughs> and I think she even now yeah. uh, meditates because she's seen the power of meditation. So last month, we talked about um the, me- the meditation as a way to uplift the energy of your partner. And yeah, you yeah. should talk about that and how the, how meditation really helps you to do that and how it affects the relationship. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we've got that link down in the show notes for you today, but today you're in for a real treat because we are going to talk about breaking through the barriers to intimacy and how meditation can really, really help you do that, right? Absolutely. Even if your med- your partner doesn't meditate, right? Absolutely. Even if, yeah, just doesn't make, well, look, I'm not gonna say it doesn't make a difference. It's nice when both people meditate. My wife just shared a meditation she did today on this meditation that helps you reprogram your DNA. I mean, it's phenomenal. So I love that she's into it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it definitely can help a relationship even with one person, if one person does it, you know, because well, everything affects everything. Yep. So um, I love how in the um, meditation program uh, that you mentioned how we are not destined to live out or relive our parents relationships. So let's start off today kind of talking about our parents relationships mm-hmm. and what you've observed in your work with couples about 
how those things are handed down to us from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and how they can really affect our um, relationships with our partner. And this really does relate to breaking through the barriers to intimacy, because I think sometimes those things that have been handed down to us by not just our parents, but the society Mm -hmm. kind of make it impossible or harder for us to Mm -hmm. be truly intimate with our partner. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just got off uh, with a session with a man who uh, I've seen the couple. I just saw them once and now I'm seeing him today. And I'm seeing her tomorrow and then I'll see them again as a couple. But he cheated on her in a variety of ways. And um, and he he, uh, he he describes his family and his wife's family. I mean, they were pretty uh, disconnected families and they had broken families. They, neither of them saw parents that had a connection so we were when we were getting into why he cheated it was like he never saw a couple uh and neither she really but definitely he didn't ever see a couple where they learned how to create an adventure together they yeah. never never saw it and even an intimacy adventure which is probably the best adventure of all between your 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 committed partner and you is is an intimate adventure he never saw it i mean sure they had that in the very beginning of their relationship so we talked about how important it is for him at least one of the things that's important for him, so he doesn't repeat, he doesn't become a repeat offender, is to create an intimacy adventure with his wife. And he said, "Yeah, we've been talking more openly since we saw you, and I, it's been so great. I, I never saw it like that." I said, "Yeah, you, we all need adventures." So it's just yeah. another area where, if you've seen, if you've had parents, we never, they never were that intimate uh, and, and connected why should you be that's the model in your brain that's the way your neurons have connected in your brain even so why would we be capable of having these kinds of connection automatically yeah and the good news is we can but you know we got we got to learn how well don't you think one of the things that like is most often handed down is that, like hiding the whole oh sexual connection or deeper connection yeah. not just in front of your kids but in society right yeah just- yeah we're most many of us have learned to hide parts of us that are actually natural and human that again part of having an adventure with your partner in intimacy is learning how to be open expressive and uh that's not what many of us have seen wow wow so um I like that whole idea of um, intimacy adventure or whatever, but I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit further, maybe, and we, you can kind of tie this into this adventure part, because that's a brand new topic or a new, brand new <laughs> word know. that you haven't even shared with me. I'm like writing it down here, like, whoa, it's <laughs> a whole new, new word. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about that in deeper. And like, what does it take? for people to be able to break through that barrier to intimacy and to create that intimate adventure. Like, what is it that you see, you know, it's often like the thing that's holding people back and all of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the things is exposure to what is possible, right? If we don't have it, if we don't have a vision of it in our minds and what, and we, we do have visions. It's usually the visions of our parents' relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're in trouble. Lots of us. <laughs> so that's really what we visualize. So yeah, we have to learn what is possible. And there is a lot of people like myself 
that help kind of hold a light of vision of what is possible for people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? Yeah, that is possible. Yes, you could outgrow your parents, you could evolve beyond your parents. So the first step is to recognize that there is there, there are other, other options. And then the second thing is to is to to learn them. Uh, well, I, I would say that a precursor to that is being open to the unknown, uh, which we'll talk about with meditation. But when you're open to the unknown, um, that, that that's usually where the answers are with relationships. It's not, you know, I say this, I've said this thousands of times to couples, and I'm saying it's 35 plus years, but it's now 40 years. I celebrated 40 years in private <laughs> practice. Started when I'm 24, now I'm 64, going on 34. Come on now. But, um, but, uh, but I, I, I said that there's that, that we have to be willing to um, be open to what we don't know. See, what we do and we say and what we think, we think that's the problem. But really, what's the problem is what we don't say and we don't do. And we don't think like we got to be open to new new things you know otherwise we just keep recreating the old so i think this is a good question you're asking one is to realize there's other options out there two is to to bring up our courage to be open to something unfamiliar and new that might be really really good and the three is to go out and find the people and the places and the books and the that teach you how to do it uh you know and help you get past your defenses Yep. And I I think that's why people see therapists these days or get involved in some sort of coaching or online program to open your horizons because there is a lot we don't we don't even know that we don't know. Right. That's it. That is really it. I mean, I always say that I don't tell people I don't tell people what to do as we talk that it what resonates with them is what's already there. It's like, oh, this makes sense. I didn't think about it, but I yeah. yeah. You know, uh-huh. we're not we're not inventing anything. We're just pointing them to there's more to you than what you've seen. There's more to relationships than what you've seen. And uh, it's really difficult to do that on your own. That's why it's helpful to have a program, uh, a virtual thing, a live thing, whatever it is to help you move beyond. OK, I have another question before we move on to question three and four that kind of tie into this. So, you know, you have a lot of people that and sorry to spring this because you, you're not you're not going to know what I'm going to ask you. But you you have a lot you of people do this every, that time. In every your, time I know in your practice that come to see you that are dealing with trauma such as infidelity. That's a huge thing that you are an expert at helping people with. So can you and you were just talking about that couple that you're seeing is, you know, and you're talking about this, opening them up to this adventure and all of that. I mean, how do you go from, you know, dealing with infidelity then to be open to, you know, creating Mm -hmm. some sort of intimacy and all of that. And then maybe how, you know, meditation can help that. I don't know, but I'm, I'm curious because I'm sure a lot of people have that question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. And, you know, obviously uh, when a person I mean, look, uh, you know, if this person sees, hears this, they'll, they'll know it's about them, but uh, they'll not know, nobody's going to know who this is, but. But it can they, help other people. Yeah, it can. So here's the thing. So here's what happened this morning, because it's so recent. So they had one session and it clicked some of the things that we talked about and understanding it. And they, you know, and, and this, it was just the beginning of the journey. I just saw them one right. time, right? Right. Well, she found out today that she has an STI, okay? Sexually transmitted. Yeah. The infection 
And so she, um, she ended up saying to her husband, so I just made an appointment with the divorce attorney on Friday. So that was basically what happened. That was right the beginning now. of your session? That was today, right? Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm seeing her tomorrow. Okay. So now that, I kind of get it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, are we going to, am I going to see you tomorrow and say, well, forget all that. Let's just help you be open to your partner and have an intimacy adventure. Of course not. Right. We have to deal with feelings. So it's going to take time to process it. I, in my heart of hearts, I don't think that's really what's going to happen. I think she'll calm down because I see potential with him and I see potential with them. Yeah. And so I, I don't think so, but I don't know. Uh, that's how it is, you know, but, but definitely how we go from the infidelity to the openness it's a process. We have to help people heal uh, from the infidelity. Of course, sometimes doing a trauma treatment like EMDR can help. But um, meditation, in, you know, would be a good thing for him and for her. For him, he learns how to have a different kind of adventure because meditation, in a way, it's his own adventure. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the reasons he did some of those things is to have adventures when he had the freedom to be alone and do what he did. But uh, I must say it's the only thing that was part of it. And I think for her, meditation could help her learn how to not to, to get out of her reactivity. Yes. And I so you're going to say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So once she's out of her reactivity, she could be more in touch with what's true, what's really her intuition. Mm -hmm. And if what's true in her intuition is to, uh, you know, leave him eventually, then she'll do that. But if it's in her intuition is, no, I, this guy, he's woken up and I think we have some opportunity and I'll, it'll take me some time, but I'm, then she'll follow that. And meditation helps people uh, kind of get wise to their, you know, get connected to their own inner wisdom about what to do and how to deal with things and not just be kind of thrown up by the superficial waves of re reactivity and exactly. go to the depths of who they are, like the deeper, stiller voices inside of them. So I think that meditation is, is a great help. It helps people not get so caught up in all the um, escalations that could happen. Yeah, let's go dive a little bit deeper into that reactivity because I think that's like one of the things, whether or not you're dealing with infidelity or you've been married to someone for a long time, it's easy to get caught up into reactivity to whatever they say. And that can itself yeah. be a barrier to intimacy yes. if we're not oh, really yeah. listening to them or our own agenda or our own thoughts and once we calm ourselves down with meditation um we can really hear people and we feel better at the same time not being so reactive am i correct about that absolutely i mean we get you know we we live our lives um protecting ourselves oftentimes so we protect and ourselves in two major ways we protect ourselves from others because we, we we don't want to get hurt and we actually have walls within ourselves too, where we protect ourselves from feeling certain pains or certain triggers. And so there's walls within and there's wall between. There's walls within us and between us. And so, you know, one of the one of the themes that we're talking about here in terms of breakthroughs to intimacy is we actually need to learn how to be more intimate in us with ourselves. And ah. once we could be intimate with ourselves and not be afraid of let's say let's say here's a good example you have someone who 
has a internalized critical voice. Maybe one of their parents was critical or who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, right? So this is a common theme, universal. Yeah. And so here I have this critical voice inside of me. Mm -hmm. And then my wife says to me, I'm really disappointed because you did this, this or this. Now, in a way, in order for me to become a good listener, I need to love myself so much (laughs) that even when she's disappointed, I'm not obeying the critical voice. Then and only then can I be present for her. Otherwise, I'm going to just protect myself. Uh, I need to see I'm a good person. So heck with you for making me feel anything but that I'm the best person that's ever lived in this world, you know. And so I need to to learn to to appreciate that in me and meditation can help with that. Uh, At the same time, the other protection against you, as I practice learning to love all of you, even the parts of you that threaten me, yeah, I am more capable of being present for you too. Mm -hmm. So uh, and you know, just meditation is one of those tools, along with EMDR and things like that. But meditation is one of those phenomenal tools that help people access parts of them that they could love rather than parts that they walled off and parts of their partner that they could love, even though they've defended against. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's it's the beauty of meditation. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Well, I've got a couple more questions that I'm going to ask you today, but before we dive into that, let's share with the listeners more about your meditation for self and interpersonal healing program. So, you know, they can go and check it out themselves and see if it's something that, you know, is going to help them feel better, have a better relationship. But I'm going to let you explain it to the audience today. Sure. A little bit more about it so that they have a better understanding when we refer to it, what it really is. This program, we we changed the name of the program from Mm -hmm. Meditation for Couples to meditation for self and interpersonal healing. And the reason we changed the name is it's still got aspects of being a couple. As a matter of fact, one of the things in the practice guide is for those people where both people are participating, there is a special couples meditation that they do. However, I did notice in doing this program for a while now that I needed to, what were we really doing? You know, what we're really doing is self-healing and interpersonal healing, whether it's with my intimate partner or other significant others or my boss or my friends or whatever. So it seemed to be more, I think it was a better description of what we're yes. really doing here. Yes. Um, and uh, it is a program that it's a can't miss. If you practice it, it's going to help. Um, that's it. And it's a program where every month there's a theme and you get me in video uh, doing, doing uh, talking about the theme of the month. And there are very important themes that, you know, listening from your depths, uh, you know, opening your heart to love and other kinds of themes like that. And if every month with those themes is two auditory meditations, mm-hmm. one in the beginning of the month, one in the middle of the month. Um, and you, you're there to practice it. You practice it. You practice it in a variety of ways that I talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, along with that, there's a practice guide that gives you the meditation written out so that if you want to try without my voice, because you'll hear my mm-hmm. voice probably at first for a while, you can listen 
you could read, you could do it on your own. Uh, there's also the couple meditation I just talked about for couples. There's also uh, practices and tips to take what you learn in the meditation of that month to everyday life to, you know, all the times you're not meditating. And so it's a very thorough program. There's every other month you get a live virtual retreat with me where you get to do some longer meditations and also ask me questions that are specifically about meditation that can help you as in yourself and interpersonal healing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's bonuses too. There's lots of bonuses oh, yeah. that you get yeah. upon signing up. So it's, 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 uh, the, the, I mean, for the value you get and the price you pay, I mean, I can't imagine anyone not doing it. Every, right. it this right. is for the world. I know. Everything. Well, it's, and it's something that, I'm passionate about. We got to, we got to do this thing. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing, the biggest thing that we realized is that meditation isn't really just limited to having a, wonderful relationship it's this whole healing aspect and we do talk about that in our conversations together about how meditation is a healing modality we didn't want to just um limit it to people that wanted a better relationship because really the same things that you're teaching to these couples can help people that are dealing with traumas in their life yes yes absolutely and that's Uh, the key right yeah, uh, traumas uh, such as infidelity, but any other kinds of traumas. When you 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 know even 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 tr- childhood traumas that are still affecting you in the present. So uh, it is it's it really goes beyond just couples. Even though since uh, since I work so much with relationships, uh, I do I do make sure that there's a relationship aspect in, in the meditations every month, um, but. It really is about self-healing as well as interpersonal of all kinds of relationships, including, of course, intimate relationships. Exactly. And the the thing I need to add in here, too, from my own personal experience, if you've got people because we're coming up on the holidays right soon, we've got, you know, all kinds of holidays and family gatherings. And if you've got (laughs) people in your family that trigger you and I am a good, I have a story all around that with my son who was triggering me and I started meditating and I was able to, as you say, access that part of me that was no longer triggered by what he was saying. And it shifted the whole relationship. And you know what? I didn't have to tell him I did the change. Right. So, you know, that's another, you know, way it can help people if you've got a dysfunctional family, which I'm sure most of everybody (laughs) does you know, you can't change them, but you can change how you react to them. Mm-hmm. And that can change the whole dynamic right yeah. there. So this also, not just traumas, but interpersonal relationships, whether it's your child, your husband, your annoying sister-in-law or brother or mother or whoever, it mm-hmm. will help you be more equipped to deal with all of that. So well, enough said, but um, I just want to make let everybody know who's listening in or watching us that we've got the link right down below in the notes. So if you want to go check out Todd's program, it's just $47 a month. Mm-hmm. It's a real bargain for what you get from Todd in return. And people pay thousands of thousands of dollars to come to you to help them with their pro with their problems right and you can get in this same program and you know learn this additional healing modality 
that can really um, change your life for the better, right? All right. So let's dive into our, <clears throat> excuse me, next question that I have for you, Todd, is really how does meditation help us to um, access that higher belief or higher part of ourselves that will help us to shed those beliefs that were handed on to us either by society or our parents and our parents before them? you know, the limiting beliefs, right? Self-limiting, you know, things about relationships, whatever. Well, I think meditation has been uh, something that's been talked about by sages for thousands of years and Mm -hmm. it's become more mainstream. And I know there's different kinds of meditations, but the meditation that I um, teach in this program is really about accessing a part of you that is beyond your mind. That's the best way I can say it, that the mind is a tape recorder uh, mm-hmm. and we listen to it and it keeps us in the same mode. Uh, meditation gives us, gives you glimpses and experiences of who you are without your mind. Um, and and uh, of course, I also help people see that meditation is not about not having a mind. It's not about not thinking, we all think, We've been conditioned to follow everything our, our mind tells us. But in the meditation, you learn to have moments and more and more moments of being disengaged from your mind. And it's in this place. Uh, and it's hard to explain it until you do. I mean, I'm explaining it, but it's, right. hard to, it's hard to get it until you do it, I should say, is when you when you have these moments, you suddenly have... Um, it's almost like seeing the world from 10,000 feet up and you see options you didn't see when you were in it. So you're not right. in it. You're not in the drama anymore. You're in this deepest place that's already yours. It's just that we have not been taught to pay attention to it. We, we haven't. Uh, and, you know, there's reasons why more and more people are meditating because they're discovering that we have this in a power that is so it's such a gift you know and so it helps us access that place that that quiet loving open uh i'd say uh, innocent place where we now don't have to come from all the programming and that's what gives us some options and it doesn't mean that we don't slip back into it, but now you know where to go to get yeah. out of it again. Yeah. And meditation is something that the more you do it, the, the the better you get at it. Right. I think from like my experience, um, I would describe it as it gives you the ability to be um, more of an observer of mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. in the moment and car- be able to car- compartmentalize that mm-hmm. yeah, and not just dive into the, whatever the more primitive side of ourselves that's going to protect ourselves mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment. If you find yourself in the heat of the moment of an argument mm-hmm. or you yeah. find out something 
that your spouse has done and, or whatever it may be, or, you know, your mm -hmm. sister-in-law said, you know, something about criticize something, right. When she came to your house for Thanksgiving, I don't know, but right. It just, you become, well, you know, the look, observer you do before you speak. Observer. And, right? and you're not, you know, look, meditation biologically has shown that it resets the nervous system. I mean, there's been studies, lots of research shows how it resets the nervous system. So, what used to be a threat may not be a threat, or maybe you experience it as a threat on a scale of zero to 10, it was a 10, you meditate, and it's not only a two, and it's yes. a level of two or four even, you're able to act in much healthier, proactive ways than when you're experiencing it like it's the end of the world. So uh, it definitely resets the nervous system as well, which, which gives us that, like you said, that ability to, because we are observing, you know, that we're, we're, we're getting in touch with the part of us that isn't our thoughts, our emotions, sensations, but that can see them, that can observe yeah. them. What's yeah. that part of us that's aware? It's our awareness. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. always there. It's always there. It's how we use it, though, or how we yeah. think about it, right? And that's, yeah. I think, really the power of meditation. So with that being said, I've got my last question. It may be my last question. Who knows what you're going to say? And I might have another question, but... Um, it's really, how can we tap into the ability to transform those past relationship hurts, um, such as infidelity, trauma, a dysfunctional family or more into opportunities where you can grow your relationship in a whole new way that you, and, and can you, and in that, when you answer that question, can you share any examples so that people can really get an idea of, you know, yeah, this person was dealing with that and this is how it helped them. Well, I have hundreds of examples. I because, know. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's a phenomenon called post-traumatic growth, right? So right. post-traumatic stress disorder, of course, and that's something I help people through EMDR and through meditation. And but also post-traumatic growth where people, I so many, like the, even the couple I saw until they got the bad news today that they had experienced a, a kind of communication and openness with each other that they had not experienced before ever. Right. Uh, and so uh, there is, um, we have capacities that get access sometimes after a crisis that we didn't have access to before because we were so stuck in our ways. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, I could it's kind of a funny thing is, is what crises have in common with meditation is they both open you up to new possibilities, uh, you know? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, I'm not telling people they have to stay if, if there's infidelity or uh, they have to stay if they have a partner that uh, gets reactive and gets angry at them or there's domestic violence or whatever. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm just saying that we personally have the capacity, as you were saying, to access parts of us that aren't so caught up in the reactivity. And right. once we access it and we come from that place, things can change and we could have a real positive effect on the people around us too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that person truly has that potential and it comes out because of what you've done. Or maybe the person doesn't and then you exit left or whatever. But that uh, that's really, there is an, there is a, we have capacities, they're in there. We have the capacity to love better, to open ourselves up, to be courageous, 
Um, and like I said, crises oftentimes almost forces us to take a closer look at what we have been, where we've been lazy, where, where we've been avoiding, uh, where we've been defensive. And, and the meditation definitely is something that helps people also access these parts of them that are that have capacities be, beyond what we're used to. Yeah, yeah. I beyond think, the familiar, beyond the familiar. Right, right. I think that, you know, I've shared this with you before, but <clears throat> I also um, had gone through infidelity in a prior relationship and in my prior first marriage. And, you know, I think back now about, you know, all of the stuff I went through and I really... It, wished, even though I didn't stay in that relationship, I know now from meditating that it could have really helped me personally deal with all of the crises, ongoing drama, all of that, and heal myself that much faster and to be deal with it in probably a more mature and less reactive way than I did at times. Yeah, sure. But you know, and that could be said with about any relationship when you're dealing sure. with other people. But I do see, I do know now from practicing, I think I'm going on probably five or six years, maybe longer. I haven't counted, but it definitely um, has shifted everything for me. And I feel like as we talked about before, um, you're able to see things from a 10,000 square stair, uh, foot view rather than in the fire of it. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, if there's anybody listening here, um, Oh, I hope they are. I know they are. That's going through something right now. And you're just looking for some relief way to self care for yourself. Meditation is really a very powerful tool for many, many reasons right and not just that but for the whole health side as well right yeah the feedback i get from people that have been doing this program is just that you know that uh, it's helping them become less defensive helping them experience a joy within them that was always there that they didn't know they had um it's, it's quite nice to know that we could there's a place within us that we could go that um can help us live better lives yeah. And, and they've only been, those people have only been doing it for three or four months. Correct. And they're getting results like yeah. that. Yep. And I think some of them are also working with you as well. And this is a some great, are. some are, yeah. some aren't, but some yeah. are and some aren't. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, have got something that, um, you know, a trauma or whatever, because there's plenty of things that are triggering people these days going on in our world where meditation can also really help yeah. them feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners today? Are we? Well, I mean, I, I would say that, uh, that there's, I think nothing more important than feeling alive and the more, we break through to intimacy with ourselves and to other people, the more alive we are. And uh, if there's a tool such as this program I'm doing, the Meditation for Self and Interpersonal Healing, that's out there to help you be more alive, uh, I, I would jump on it because, uh, you know, I, again, this was, I've said, I see this every, every time I talk with you, but this has been a passion project for me because 
it's it's a way to reach a lot of people. I get real busy and I can't help everybody one on one or one on two. Right. And so it's a way to to help give to the, the world at large and to help them have tools to help them be the best they could be and have the best lives they can be. So I'm just hoping that you all go for it. <laughs> be happy you did. I'm not from the South, so I don't know why I said y'all, but it just sounded like I wanted to say y'all. Well, thank you, Todd. Um, it's been a great conversation with you today, and we're going to continue this on next month. So stay tuned, join Todd's mailing list and or subscribe to the channel um, and you'll get notified of his next um, podcast because this is and YouTube videos, because we're putting this on multiple platforms. Sure. And we always create a lot of other content just other than our conversations we have here that are very helpful to your audience and your listeners. So thank you. And I look forward to talking to you again next month. Same here. Take care. Take care. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.